0: in this week's edition of the Pete Mazzetti Show. I'm your host, Pete Mazzetti. My guest this evening is DEEP commis- Deputy Commissioner Mason Tremble. De- Deputy Commissioner, welcome. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me, Pete. This is a pleasure to be on the show.
0: Absolutely. Well, thanks Thanks for some time tonight. Thanks for some time. So, Deputy Commissioner, tell us a little bit about
1: yourself. Sure. Well, uh, I am newly uh, appointed as Deputy Commissioner of the Environmental Conservation Branch of DEEP. And i uh, don't tell my peers us, but we're the, definitely the funnest uh, branch of the agency. Um, we handle uh, natural resources and uh, outdoor recreation. So basically everything fun outdoors, and, plus all the uh, animal uh the care of and uh, study of all the animals so all the fun stuff uh, on our side of the house and uh it's been a really good fit for me i grew up in um maine okay. and moved to Connecticut. i've been been here at connecticut for about five years and um i've just really grown to appreciate this state as um an outdoor recreation uh really a, a quite an amazing recreation destination and you know everyone uh, likes to give Connecticut a hard time. I don't know what it is about the state where we like to like self-deprecate on Connecticut, but um, I'm a big Connecticut fan, and uh, it's more than just a drive-through state. We have we have some amazing outdoor resources here, so I'm excited to talk with you about that today.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Does it before before we get talk start talking about all the fun stuff? Does that mean you know my friend Eric Hammerling from the Connecticut Forest and Park Association?
1: You bet it does. Uh, all Eric right. Eric's a passionate advocate for the outdoors here in Connecticut so glad to hear we have a mutual friend there he's um he they do some incredible things with uh, the Connecticut Forest and Park Association as well with about a thousand miles of trails so very cool
0: Uh, Eric's actually a regular on the show as well
1: excellent excellent definitely so where do you want to start tonight well maybe we can talk about um there's been a lot of people playing outside uh, over the past year so maybe we can start there Awesome. Um, well, I think, uh, you know, one of the things that I'm passionate to talk about is we have seen, uh, an incredible increase in use in, in, outdoor, um, recreation. And if you, you know, anecdotally, I'm sure if you took a hike this summer, you yeah. noticed that, uh, maybe you couldn't find parking. Uh, and if you're, if you had a secret place that you like to go, chances are, it wasn't so secret anymore. Exactly. And uh, so, you know, here at the department, we uh, I have three staffs for you. So, um, our I have we had uh, a doubling, a tripling, and a quadrupling. So, are you ready for this? Go for it. All right. Um, we had, of course, we have a boating department on the outdoor recreation side, and um, newly registered vessels. So, new boat registrations doubled. We had fifty uh, five hundred registered in twenty nineteen. This year, we had almost eleven thousand. So uh, a lot of people who are—I uh, mean, really—that's an incredible amount of new registrations and a lot of new people out on the water. Yeah, I think that kind of makes sense, right? Like, what better—what better way to social distance than like on a boat with your family, right? Exactly. There's no, nothing better. No. And then, um, and then you think about. Um, and con, so we have an environmental conservation police force to really uh, protect our natural resources, you know, to um, hunting and fishing laws, but then also, um, respond to wildlife, uh, ca- complaints. So like bear issues, which were a big one this year. And then also making sure that our, you know, everyone who recreates in our state parks and forests, um, stay safe. We have a canine rescue unit. So do some incredible work around the state and, um, their calls for service. So people calling in, um, uh, with, a with a um, for Ncon's help, um, tripled this year in state parks and forests. So, I think that just gives you an idea of just the incredible increase in the amount of people who were in our state parks and forests this year. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, kind of along that same line, I told yep. you we had a, a quadrupling. Um, our we quadrupled the amount of times that we closed our state parks this year. Uh, just due to capacity concerns. So um, 120, let's see here, let me get this right. We had uh, 120, I believe, uh, in 2019, and we were up to like 500, over 500 in uh, 2020. Oh, wow. So So, those stats tell a pretty incredible story.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And what was the, you said a,
1: quadrupling a- yeah that was
0: the the parks the, the okay, our park got capacity
1: it. closures quadrupled gotcha. in 2020. so gotcha um of course we we did you know close capacity in some right. of our parks right um uh, Or or reduced capacity in some of our parks but even so uh just the incredible amount of use was astounding absolutely let's talk about stewardship yeah, yeah. um great so you know Thinking about all those extra people in parks, right, and and basically outdoors, right. So if you, your local land trusts probably saw the same thing um, that we saw in our state parks this year. It was just people were looking for a chance to get outdoors. Absolutely. And so if you think about, you know, the pandemic of course was a major driver of that. Um, but what were people doing in 2019 instead of going to parks? Well, maybe they were going to concerts, maybe ball games. Right. All the fun things that we love to do with lots of other people yeah. and so what do you do i'm not sure uh if you're a yankees fan or a red sox fan or some or someone else you're gonna I'm admit actually that also more fan oh okay fair enough um well I, I like the red sox so you know when you're yeah. at, at your favorite uh or when you're at your favorite ball game when i'm at the red sox game right and you absolutely, uh, you know have your peanuts and your hot dogs and your uh, beverages where do you what do you do with your um, trash? What does everyone do with their trash? Right, it goes under the bleacher and you walk away. Right. Exactly. In the parks, it doesn't work that way. No. Right. And so, people who were maybe used to doing that in, which is very appropriate, right, to do mm-hmm. in a sporting arena or in a uh, at a concert or something like that. That's that's not how it works in parks. Right. We don't have like we don't have a way and and waterways. Right. We don't have a way to. Um, clean up the hundreds and thousands of miles of trails we have in our state parks um, certainly our park team does an incredible job but um, there's just you know we own 10% of land in Connecticut that's that's too much to like mm-hmm. clean up <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Uh, that's, that's a lot of square miles so um, so um, I think what we're trying to encourage folks to do is you know we have a couple of different things uh, leave no traces one of them so anytime that's anytime you're outdoors right you, and then the other one is, uh, carry and carry out. So if you're if you're going for a picnic in our parks, you a lot of folks really enjoy because, you know, the outdoors is a great place for social connection, right? For exactly. for folks to get together. Obviously, you can maintain your six feet of distance, you can still wear your mask, but it's, it's a chance to it's a much better um, social connection opportunity than being inside, for instance, right? Right. And, um, so we just ask folks that we want people to get outside we do not want to shut down access in the middle of a pandemic that's the last thing that we want to do um but we want folks to take care of our we have a a, connecticut's got an amazing just incredible natural resources and so we we really encourage folks to take care of it kind of trying to help people understand that you know we don't have we do have a parks team but they're very focused on keeping our parks operating and we just don't have the staff numbers to pick up um you know 10 of the land in our states so right. the math doesn't doesn't work so so we're really we're, we're encouraging folks you know this year if you're on the park and uh maybe you're newer, just like you know bring your backpack with you pack your trash in uh bring your picnic supplies in make sure you pack that stuff out with you um you know bring a tote bag bring a uh, reusable shopping bag absolutely whatever it is and just make sure you're carrying that out whether you're at the beach or hiking or just you know having a picnic somewhere right absolutely absolutely.
0: yeah because you don't you don't want somebody you don't want to have to pick up and throw out somebody else's trash
1: exactly and then you know for folks who are used uh you know we heard a lot of complaints this year from folks who love the outdoors who are passionate advocates and they were really concerned about the the some of the overuse or not, not even necessarily overuse us the wrong term, but the misuse of the outdoors. Sure. And, um, you know, we encourage you, if you're out, and you see something happen, uh, maybe have a little bit of understanding that maybe this is the first time some of these folks have been uh, in one of our in one of our parks, and so they may not know kind of the, the outdoor ethics around leave no trace. And so we ask you know, folks to help us share the word. Right. Do so in a, in a kind, welcoming way. But right. you know, if you see someone walking away from their picnic and leaving their the trash, just run and hey, you're gonna, you know, we uh, there, there's no one to pick up uh, after you. So please right. take care of the environment, take care of the outdoors, and and bring your stuff home with you.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And let's talk a little bit about more about the Leave No Trace program
1: yeah yeah so the leave no trace program is is something that's nationally recognized and um there's a variety of there's actually 10 different principles i wouldn't be able to rattle them all off to you uh at once but but the first one is actually plan ahead and repair and that's the one that i like to talk about because um like if you don't plan ahead to kind of pack your stuff out if you don't bring maybe uh, a trash bag with you when you go on a picnic or um maybe bring, like I said, bring a bag with you so you can bring everything back to your car, mm-hmm. um, then it's it can be hard, right? You have all this, uh, maybe you have a bunch of different uh, beverage containers, maybe you have uh, all your different picnic uh, all your items that you brought stuff. with you. And it's like, how do you pick all those things up and bring them back, right? And so exactly. making sure that you kind of think ahead a little bit, I gotta bring this stuff out with me. It's like, it's the first step. And if you do that, the rest of it's easy, so. Exactly.
0: Now, how has the, with the pandemic, obviously, beaches and parks have gotten full to capacity. How do you think things are going to look this year?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And so um, <laughs> that is the question of, of the year. What's, that is what's the coming? a question. All right. <laughs> um, you know, as it stands right now uh we anticipate many of the same measures that we took last year to be to be similar this year quite honestly you know i don't think uh you know we're really excited about the vaccines uh coming and and we're thrilled about that but we don't see um us getting uh to a place where you know people the snow is going to melt very quick and the park season is going to be here before we know it and so we anticipate you know starting uh, you know continuing with the mass reading protocols obviously in time within six feet of someone you want to make sure you have that mask on we know that drill really well at this point and I think people in Canada could do a really good job do. Um, really do and we've seen that in parks you know, there are always folks who um, you know ignore these type of things but uh, for the most part by and large our our team has been uh, incredible so absolutely
0: absolutely what else do we want to talk about right now
1: well, you know, we're we're in the middle of legislative session. It's always uh, a good time to have a passport to the parks. So, yes. which I know is a frequent topic here on the show. So, I know you are very familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, I think it's when you look at this past year and the incredible increase in use. Um, that's that was you know there were some things we had to do to combat that, right? And so one of them was. Um, we thought, and, and we still feel, that at some of our major parks, where there's, like, for instance, some of our beach parks, mm-hmm. um, reducing capacity by about 50% would give enough space for folks to do social distance. Okay. Many of our other parks, you know, we left open at, at full capacity. Um, you know, smaller parking lots, more trails, more space for people to to spread out versus um, the parking lots. But just like to give you a, a little bit of an idea, right? Sure. Uh, Ham and asset on a busy on a busy day in the mm-hmm. summer. Can um, have well over thirty thousand people attend. Yes. And when you think about like the capacity of, uh, for instance, a major sport sports arena, right? That's that that rivals. I mean, that's that's bigger than the Red Sox, uh, right. right? That's exactly. bigger than Fenway. So um, that's a lot of folks in a fairly small area. And so you know we we did reduce capacity by about fifty percent. And so if we were dependent on um, charging for our parks. That mm-hmm. would have been a major hurdle. That that would have been an impossible decision for us to make, right? Because we would we would have basically been saying we cut we were cutting our revenue by fifty percent. Absolutely. Um, but with Passport to the Parks, a couple things happen. So it, it, for those who aren't familiar, Passport to the Parks, you spend fifteen extra dollars uh, on your on your three year registration, so it's about five dollars a year. Yep. And that allows any car uh, with a Connecticut license plate to enter any state park. For for you know no fee, basically the fee's already been paid, right? Exactly. And so, what that does is there's two things. First of all, if you spend maybe you spend seven dollars to get into a park, yep. you're probably going to want to stay for longer than thirty minutes. Absolutely. Right, because you spent money on it. And so uh, you kind of feel like this need to stay and like really enjoy the park. But if if you don't have that constraint, and what this did for Connecticut State Parks is you know, Connecticut's unique. We're we're not um, Colorado, right? No. We're a very small state, fairly densely populated. And so folks aren't necessarily some now, certainly some of the parts like Hammond Asset folks are going for the whole day. But a lot of times folks are going for an hour, maybe a couple hours, maybe they're riding their mountain bike, maybe they're going for a hike, maybe they're walking their dog. And so this kind of creates, I think we have one of the most accessible park systems in the country. Here's why. We have 130 state parks and forests squished into a very small geographic area. Right. And so uh, I think you've probably heard the stat that we have parked within 15 minutes of, of everyone's house in yep. Connecticut. Uh, that's pretty cool because that allows you to, to visit our state park systems and just go for that after work run. Maybe that after work walk or go walk your dog there in the morning. Um, and so it really allows folks to access our parks and really utilize them in a way that it wouldn't happen if you had to spend $7 every time you tried to get to a park, right? You just wouldn't do that for a 20 minute walk with your dog. No. Deputy, would you mind sticking around for
0: another segment? Absolutely. We'll be right back. Thank you, Connecticut, for doing your part to stop the spread of COVID 19. For wearing your masks, washing your hands, and keeping your distance. So keep it up, Connecticut. We've come too far to go back. Community TV your neighborhood tv publicly funded and a reliable partner for cable companies nationwide it provides transparent coverage of local and state government education and public programming a digital town green that can be watched anywhere anytime and on any device watch us on today's high-tech distribution methods community tv in connecticut local unfiltered reliable and and yours. yours Welcome back to this week's edition of the Pete Mazzetti Show. I'm your host, Pete Mazzetti, sitting here with DEEP, D-E-E-P Deputy Commissioner Mason Tremble. Mason, welcome back, sir. Thank,
1: Thank you so, so much, much, Pete. Yeah, that's enough mouthful. I can't even get it right. Yeah, no kidding.
0: No kidding. So, Mason, I was wondering, maybe we can continue. Before we went to the break, we started talking about the Passports, passports to the Park program. Maybe we can pick up where we left off.
1: Yeah, sure so i was just talking about how accessible uh, the passport to the parks program makes our oh, parks sure. you can go for for 10 minutes if you want to you can go for that that morning run or afternoon uh, walk with the dog so um i think when it comes to covid not only are our parks accessible so we see folks able to to get out more often and more frequently right they're also, um, we were also able to make some decisions based on knowing we had this consistent source of funding coming from, from car registrations. And so um, in a year like COVID, having the ability to plan and make those decisions without only being worried about the bottom line um, is extremely helpful. And other states that run their park systems off of a model, uh, you know, off of a, a strictly business model, um are are really constrained if they have a a summer of bad weather and they have low visitation um that really impacts their ability to um you know run their parks the next year and so we have a blended model here in Connecticut you know we we do get a lot of uh funding from our parks camping all that uh out of state registrations Mm -hmm. um we we charge for out of state use um but uh, thankfully, we have this kind of consistent funding source as well through Passport that allows us to make uh, kind of the right decisions around the management of our parks.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Now, let's talk about the div-
0: diversity aspect of things.
1: Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up, uh, Pete. Really appreciate that. Um no you know, we are we are we're actually right in the middle of uh, our seasonal hiring push, okay. and so um, if you go to our website uh, and and or just Google search deep seasonal employment in okay. Connecticut, uh, we have a, a page there that that'll be the first result in Google that has uh, okay. all of our state parks and uh, all of our jobs for working outdoors. And so, uh, you know, if you talk to any of our staff, they'll yeah. tell they'll tell you. I started it because I worked as a seasonal employment while I was in high school or college or whatever. And so it's it's a great way to get a taste for the yeah, for working outdoors. It's a fun summer job. Oh, and, you know, as we look at uh, working hard to make sure our staff reflect uh, the, the people of Connecticut, um, you know, we're really encouraging uh folks to sign up and apply uh, for a summer jobs. So please pass the word. Uh, happy to share that link with you after the show. And um, we're, we're very excited about our seasonal hiring push right now.
0: I was gonna say, and I'm sure during the pandemic and what's going on right now, once the parks and everything open for the season, it's probably gonna, how, how do you think it's gonna look?
1: Yeah, you know, we worked really hard to take care of our uh, team this year. Um, lots of masks, uh, lots of gowns for uh, cleaning bathrooms, things of that nature. Um, but, you know, by and large, our our staff was really, they were able to uh, handle the pandemic really well. You know, we put up plexiglass barriers, just like many other places have, we um, worked hard to do paperless check-in in our campgrounds, things of that nature. So, uh, you know, overall, I think we learned a lot last summer. Um, our team did an incredible job keeping the parks open, whereas other states other states chose to close and we kept our parks open. It was t- It was hard there. Yeah. They are essential workers. They are, um, absolutely every bit as much of, you know, as, as heroes in, in keeping this open, especially when you think about uh, parks being a, a major benefit for mental health as well as physical health. Right. So our, when you think about the health of our residents in the middle of a pandemic, I think our team has just really delivered uh, for, the, for the people of Connecticut, as far as providing that space for both mental and physical health.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And it, it's actually, I actually am right on the shoreline where I, where I tape my show and I'm between Hammond asset and Rocky Neck.
1: Ooh, nice, great, great place. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's and one of my favorite areas of Connecticut, actually. So absolutely, um, absolutely. I visit I that area very frequently. So um, my my family actually has uh, some, some a place in Old Mime. And so uh, love that, love the area of the state. And we, we go to Rocky Neck uh, frequently. So it's uh, definitely a place I love to visit in the summer. Oh,
0: absolutely, absolutely. And I'm, and I'm, I'm sure once everything quiets down, I'd love to have you down in studio live in person with me
1: that would be great i am uh ready to do in person so (laughs) uh that would be fantastic so i can't wait till you can uh get past this uh the social distancing and start to look at vaccines and and do some more in-person events
0: exactly and i'm and i'm sure i'm and i'm sure that with the organization you guys aren't doing many in-person events everything is probably being done virtually is that correct
1: yeah that's correct um know our team's done we actually just did a virtual ice fishing uh event a couple weekends ago which was very fun Um, our team went ice fishing and uh, we were able to record that live on social media so uh you know trying to encourage folks to get outside but do so um of course in their in their family groups so and uh or you know stay six feet apart and still find those ways to connect outdoors so Absolutely, absolutely. It's, it's cold, cold, but we still think uh, you should get outside because definitely a uh, great, uh, especially as these days are getting a little longer, we're getting oh, a little more sunlight.
0: Absolutely, it's absolutely wonderful now Going, getting home from work or going to the studio here to do, do my show and it's actually still light out rather than being pitch black, cold and dark. It's like, that's nah, just depressing. It makes it's a big scary. difference, it oh, really does. Absolutely, it does, absolutely it does. So what el- what else are you guys up to at the organization
1: well so many things um you know i think right now quite honestly our team is is focused our our parks team is focused um very strongly on what is this summer going to look like right and we're doing our best to prepare to you know with a couple things in mind i think first and foremost we want to create equitable uh, access to our outdoor spaces and that's so important for all people to be able to get outside and enjoy the outdoors in connecticut uh, of course we want them to do that in a safe way so Uh, We are actually, um, we're looking through all of our COVID protocols right now, based on last summer, like I said. We anticipate many of the uh, protocols will stay the same, but we anticipate uh, also probably making some changes as well. So we're doing a full review right now to figure out, um, you know, how can we provide as much access as possible to the outdoors while still keeping folks safe as well. Absolutely, absolutely.
0: And if people want more information on the department, where should they go?
1: Yes, ct.gov/deep uh, is a great website, and then uh, don't forget to Google the, the, the easiest way. Rather than me telling you the <laughs> URL, is uh, just Google deep seasonal employment Connecticut, yep. and uh, that website will pop right up on Google first first result, and um, definitely apply for a fun summer job at Deep. You know, we we hire everyone from uh, retirees, you know, school teachers who have the summers off, of course, and then college students. Um, high school students, so a great opportunity to get outdoors and apply for uh, a fun outdoor job.
0: I was going to say, it sounds to me like it's a fun fun summer job as well.
1: Yeah, you got that right. Um, if your office is hammond State Park, that's... Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> or if you're a Cameling from CFPA. Yeah, ex- ex- that too, <laughs> yes.
0: So you guys actually work pretty closely with Connecticut Forest and Park?
1: Yeah, you know they uh, they manage um, almost a uh, thousand miles of trails, Right. Uh, and so some of those trails, you know, of course, go across um, state park land, and we're really thrilled to have a partner who can maintain those trails. You know, like I said, that the amount of land managed by Deep is is astronomical, and so uh, we depend on our partners to help us, um, you know, take care of those resources. And CFPA is is definitely one of the loudest voices um, calling for folks to to care for our, our outdoor resources here in Connecticut.
0: Cool. Mason Tremble from DEEP, thanks for some time. Hopefully we'll see you again soon. Hey, thanks, thanks a lot, lot DEEP. Appreciate it. it. Thanks a lot, Mason. On behalf of Mason Tremble, I'm Pete Mazzetti. Thanks, good night, and we'll see you next time.